For RCR-TV, I'm Joey Jackson. Welcome to another edition of Cell Tower News. On this edition of Cell Tower News, we're talking to Todd Schleckaway, Executive Director of the National Association of Tower Erectors, about tower safety, drones, and everything in between. Today's episode is brought to you by Telecom Careers, the number one global telecom and wireless job board, telecomcareers.net. For 20 years, Nate has been the undisputed global leader in safety, standards, and education for the wireless and broadcast communications infrastructure industries. All right, so welcome back to Cell Tower News. I'm your host, Joey Jackson. We have a lot to talk about this week with Nate's head man, Todd Schleckaway. But first, let's check in with Jared Matula, writer of RCR's Cell Tower Wrap, to see what's new in the industry. Sad tower-related news out of Forestdale, Alabama this week. Don Melton, the local fire chief, says that communications issues ascribed to area cell towers caused a two-minute delay in responders answering a 911 call. Varia Johnston, a pastor from a local church, lost her life when the basement apartment she lives in caught fire. Melton said a neighbor dialed 911, but the call was routed to Birmingham officials located about 10 miles away. From there, authorities in Birmingham rerouted the call to Forestdale rescuers. Melton says that delay cost the pastor her life. 911 outages and delays are obviously a serious issue and one that federal regulators at the FCC do not take lightly. In fact, in the past four months, the FCC fined operators responsible for 911 failures more than $40 million. T-Mobile US holds a record for the heftiest 911 related fine at $17.5 million. The FCC chairman, Tom Wheeler, is pushing for next-generation 911 services, including text to 911 and more accurate location systems. The feds are also working with local and state governments across the country to deploy FirstNet, a dedicated nationwide public safety broadband network. You can read about that story, NextGen 911, and FirstNet on rcrwireless.com. In other, lighter tower-related news, the WYKX Kicks Country Radio Tower in Michigan has collapsed. The damage caused the signal to be lost for a short period of time. Radio officials say the top portion of the 400-foot tower snapped during last week's storms. The station is currently operating off a temporary tower located atop the Harbor Tower apartment complex. The damage to the tower and the equipment located in Cornell, Michigan, is valued at $125,000. Now you may be saying to yourself, Jared, this isn't a cell tower. First, shut up. Second, it's a communications tower, and we think that's close enough. Plus, we've got this great image to share with you. So there. For more tower-related news, check out my cell tower news wrap every Friday on rcrwireless.com. Back to you, Joey. All right, thanks for that, Jared. You can find Jared's cell tower wrap every Friday on rcrwireless.com. Okay, so let's get to the heart of the show today. Today we're talking to Nate's head man, Todd Schleckaway, about what's new with Nate. First of all, Todd, let's get to know you a little bit better. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on, Joey. Nate uh, appreciates RCR Wireless and the coverage you devote to the industry. Uh, I have been the executive director of Nate for three and a half years, approximately, and have really come to enjoy the wireless infrastructure industry. Uh, believe it or not, I worked in the energy industry prior to this. so. 
it was an industry where there were certainly some parallels, but also a lot of differences. So I learned something new every day in this industry, and it's, it's certainly been enjoyable. Uh, prior to that, I served in the South Dakota legislature, which is a citizen legislature. Uh, it's not your full-time job, but served a term in the state House of Representatives and the state Senate as well. All right, Todd, thanks for that. So Nate's been quite busy recently. You've had your hands in all sorts of projects aimed at keeping tower climbers safe. Can you give me an overview of what you've been working on? I think uh, the, the, the fair thing to say there is, as the industry's grown and we've seen the, the enhancements in technologies, you know, our membership has, has grown with the industry. And so that has created a very dynamic environment to work in, but also a very busy environment, you know, making sure we have up-to-date safety resources for our membership, uh, making sure we're communicating effectively with, uh, with members of Congress and OSHA and the FCC and the FAA, the government agencies that have jurisdiction over our issues, uh, making sure that we're uh, working with other uh, industry organizations and associations on issues of mutual interest. So all of those dynamics are at play and we're doing it to, number one, fulfill our mission of safety standards and education and to um, serve the interests of our members. All right. And so first of all, let's talk about how Nate participated in OSHA's request for information. What information did Nate provide and why is it important for OSHA to have this info? That was something that, that Nate spent a lot of time on. We have a legislative and regulatory committee, Joey, that, that received feedback from a diverse group of Nate member companies on, on the 38 questions that OSHA asked in that request for information. And I believe Nate uh, compiled all the, the information from our membership, and we ultimately submitted uh, re responses to 34, I believe, of the 38 questions in a very comprehensive manner. Uh, everything from what are the challenges elevated workers face, uh, the structural issues, the equipment that that is utilized, the environments they're working in, the timelines that are imposed on the workforce, uh, you know, everything, you know, from industry standards that are under development and, and what Nate's views are moving forward on the potential regulatory environment. So a lot of factors went into those responses and we certainly appreciated the opportunity OSHA provided uh, to allow Nate um, to uh, weigh in on that. Um, on, on the RFI. And I think the overriding message we wanted to leave OSHA with and the regulatory community, community with, Joey, would be uh, we want to be partners with you, but the industry has never been in a better position, um, you know, across the chain to address some of the soft challenges that, that, that are associated with working at heights. And so uh, I think later we're going to talk about the National Wireless Safety Alliance, the National uh, certification organization that would be one example so we wanted to leave OSHA with the, the message that look the private industry the major players from carriers tower owners large general contractors the OEMs all the way to the small contractors and, and the elevated workforce are collaborating better than they ever have and so the industry is poised moving forward to solve some of these challenges all right, very good, Todd. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Nate's STAR initiative. What can you tell me about that? The STAR initiative is Nate's signature program, really. It's currently entering its fifth program year. And what that is, STAR is an acronym for Safety Training, Accountability, and Reliability. So 
participating member companies uh, basically commit to submitting a percentage of their quarterly audits to Nate's office. And these are very comprehensive tower site safety audits that you have to do before work can commence on a, on a tower site. And so um, the program, having been in its, just finished its fourth year going into its fifth, is at the point now where we're really receiving tangible data on all the hazards that are being addressed on the front end proactively. And if you extrapolate that out, Joey, they're saving hundreds of thousands of dollars in potential uh, OSHA citations by doing it this way. And, and more importantly, they are eliminating a potential workforce hazard before work commences, and they're making the job safer for the men and women working on the tower site. So uh, we're excited where we're at with that. It's a, it's a pretty uh, comprehensive uh, audit form they have to fill out on every one of these projects. So it is a commitment for the participating companies to, to enroll in and do, but I think the reason they're such big proponents of it is they have internally within their own company seen the benefits of it. And so you're set to launch an app in conjunction with the STAR program pretty soon. Tell me about that. that this is something that's a long time coming and is really tailor-made for what is required of uh, doing a STAR initiative site safety audit. So basically this fall, the new program year starts October 1st, and you're going to be able to download a free STAR initiative app on the iOS platform or Android platform, if you use a tablet, a smartphone, and you're gonna be able to fill out the, the seven-page audit, um, site safety audit checklist in real time from the site. And uh, you know it's just tailor-made for, for a program like this because you, you're, you're going to be able to document that, and it's very user-friendly. It's, you know, you know how technology is today. It's touch screen, it's quick, quick entries. And, you know, so we're basically entering into the 21st century when it comes to data collection and really everything is moving towards analytics and, and being able to analyze the data. And so we're excited because number one, this is gonna allow us to receive the information quicker. It's gonna probably increase participation over the over time because it's so it's so much more user friendly it's, and it's going to streamline the process for the foreman and the tower techs who are gathering this data so uh, that will be launched in um, sometime shortly after labor day and then you know it will be available to download for program participants starting october 1st yeah and you're also working with some some video safety projects in the work what can you tell me about those we're really excited about that, Joey. The Nate is uh, in 2016. We're going to launch a comprehensive Nate Climber Connection uh, marketing campaign, and really the essence of this campaign is is tailored right to the men and women who are working on the tower. And um, and a lot of our resources, most of our resources, are devoted to the the worker and to make sure they return home safely each and every evening. But this one we're really excited about because. We really want to uh, have a comprehensive campaign that's directed right at the workers on the platforms and mediums that they get their information on. And you know, you know, we want we want the the industry to know that you know just because someone's posts something on social media, a selfie, you know, there's a safe way <laughs> that we're trying to co combat some of that that's out there, Joey, that everyone's seeing.
you know, an unsafe practice and so forth. So it, you know, we're excited about it. We have a series of 12 topics that we're going to be unveiling in the form of a video series. Uh, the plan right now is to unveil one video per month in 2016. And um, really the whole Climber Connection marketing campaign is, is tailored around the, the, the safety videos. And we're actually going to shoot the videos in early October. So the scripts are being written as we speak. And we've got uh, authorized climbers who are with years of experience who will be in the videos. And so we're excited about it. We think it'll go a long way to addressing some of the unsafe practices that go on. And more importantly, uh, we want to highlight the professional aspect of the industry. And these men and women, the re reality is without the work these men and women do, you know it and I know it, Joey, but a lot of people take it for granted. We wouldn't have 4G connectivity. We wouldn't have, we wouldn't be able to conduct this video call because, <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have the bandwidth, the broadband, the fiber network. So, you know, we always try to connect the dots. The work that these men and women do make wireless possible and make wireless work. And that's going to be kind of the overriding theme of the Climate Connection campaign. All right, Todd. So let's now talk about something that I know is very important to you, the National Wireless Safety Alliance, which you announced at Nate Unite earlier this year. Can you give me a brief overview of what that program entails? The National Wireless Safety Alliance is, is a national nonprofit uh, assessment and certification organization. It is not a training organization. It will be the licensing organization over all training pathways in the industry for different levels of worker in the industry. So basically, if you go to a local training uh, uh, company for your training, at the end of that, you're gonna go have to take an NWSA assessment and there's gonna be a computer-based knowledge test that's accessible nationwide and a field-based practical test. Uh, and we think that this industry it's long overdue that we have a national licensing organization. You know, if you, if a nurse goes to formal schooling, what does she have to do before she can work? She has to go take her nursing boards. Truck drivers, if they want to drive a truck nationally, you better have your CDL license or guess what? You're not getting that job. And so I think over time, Joey, what it's going to do is it's going to standardize the process that you know that Joe Smith in Austin, Texas and, and John Doe in Minneapolis, Minnesota, if they're a working at the same level, you know, they will have at least demonstrated, you know, in the form of a standardized assessment that they're capable and competent to perform the, the scope of work required of them. And so, so there's been a lot of inroads made and uh, the, the program certification programs are being developed as we speak, but it's something that is really a byproduct of the entire industry. Nate is helping give it an initial startup you know, since it's a startup organization, we're giving it some 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 support. But really, this is an industry-wide initiative that we believe is being done at the right time for the right reasons, and it's going to change the industry for the better. And the organization also just chose its leadership. They chose Art Pregler of AT&T to be the chairman and Phil Larson of Hazon Solutions as its vice chairman. Did you have a part in choosing them? What can you tell me about those guys? Yeah, Art Pregler from AT&T and Phil Larson from Hazon Solutions were elected by their Board of Governor peers at a meeting several weeks ago in Denver, Colorado. There's a 28-member Board of Governors that encompass 
the entire spectrum of the wireless industry ecosystem. And um, those two were elected by their Board of Governor colleagues to serve as chairman and vice chairman. And they really well do a phenomenal job. Art Craigler is the director of national cell site programs for AT&T and has a wealth of experience in, in terms of a network build out and obviously representing the number two, you know, one of the most prominent wireless carriers in America, you know, he will have an incredible influence over the organization. Phil Larson, on the other hand, um, has ex prior experience in uh, certification program development. And so he, he has a lot of experience also on the operations side. Some of his previous positions, he's worked, you know, on, on tower sites, on the operations side. And so uh, both of those two will provide uh, very steady and solid leadership for the organization during the formative stages of development. And so, Todd, now that you have your leadership in place, what is the next step for the NWSA? Great question, Joey. Uh, the, I guess a couple uh, benchmarks to highlight here moving forward. In October of 2015, the NWSA is going to roll out its first few certification programs that will be available in the marketplace, Signal Person and Rigor 1 and 2. You'll be able to get an NWSA-branded uh, uh, Signal Person and Rigor certification. And now simultaneously, late September, the um, subject matter expert task force group of the NWSA will be working, meeting in Dallas, Texas, to work on the, the Tower Technician 1 and Tower Technician 2 programs. And they're going to start the process of writing the assessments and doing the psychometric evaluation that's required. And then there's a detailed timeline for the other certification programs to start. And there, there will ultimately be a progressive rollout in the industry. So they all won't be available from day one. They'll be rolled out as they're developed. And the whole uh, goal, Joey, is each program will go through ANSI accreditation. And that's extremely important because ANSI will be universally acknowledged and um, is something that's accepted by the government. And you know, people will be able to have confidence that, look, if you took an NWSA assessment and you have a hold an NWSA certification card, you will have been through an ANSI accredited program. All right, very good, Todd. And finally, let's talk drones. You, you told me that you've gotten a lot of questions about them. What role do you see them playing in the tower industry moving forward? And I certainly do get calls about that. It's, a, it's an issue Nate is watching closely. Uh, the one thing I'll say right off the bat is, you know, let's not be under any illusions, regardless of how technology advances. Drones aren't going to replace the sophisticated skills of, of the workers right now. I mean, the last time I checked, drones aren't going to be able to do antenna and line sweeps anytime soon and structural modifications. So I always try to temper people's perspective when I first talk to them. But can they be a valuable tool in the toolbox? I, I would certainly think so. I think when it comes to the capacity to take photos, site photos, uh, closeout inspection photos, you know, all of those things come into play. And maybe it does over time, Joey, reduce the number of times the worker needs to climb up and down the tower, you know, for, for taking a photo or doing something. So it's an issue we're, we're watching very closely. Right now, the FAA is, is finalizing um, kind of what's going to be the, the, the playing rules, the, the game plan, so to speak, for if, if you're not a pilot and you want to operate a drone in our industry, you know, 
what type of test are you going to have to take? All that is currently being sorted out at the FAA. And it sounds like, you know, sometime in 2016, we may get some clarity. Nate recently attended a meeting um, at NTIA, uh, the National Telecommunications Information Administration in D.C., on drones. And, um, you know, because when you start getting into drones, it's not just about technology that flies in the air and takes pictures. I mean, there's privacy issues at stake. There's... You know, there's airspace restrictions. You know, we've heard reports in the last week alone, drones are operating too close to airports and, you know, placing some, you know, airplane, commercial airplanes at risk. So there's a whole array of challenges associated with them. So again, I appreciate you asking the question, Joey, because I do think there's a role to play as long as we keep it in the proper perspective. All right. Thank you for joining us, Todd. It's always a pleasure to get caught up with you and learn about what's going on with Nate. But now let's switch gears. We always like to end our show with what people are talking about on Facebook Tower Climber groups. This picture was posted by Antonio Castillo with the title, When Greenies Go Up, referring to brand new tower climbers. It appears this green hand had a pretty rough day, but whoever's car this is had a lot worse day. One thing's for sure. Let's all be thankful that nobody got hurt. All right, so that's our show. Thank you for joining me, and I wish everybody a safe and happy week. Cell Tower News is a production of RCR-TV. To reach Joey Jackson or suggest a show topic for Cell Tower News, contact him at jjackson at rcrwireless.com or on Twitter at duck underscore jackson. For more Cell Tower News, please visit rcrwireless.com. <laughs>